like once I was in New York and I woke up and I had a couple messages from a couple Etsy customers and they were like, hey, congrats on the mention in the New York Times. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Back for another edition of the podcast, and today I have Lauren Delaney George on the show. A uh, longtime friend of mine I haven't seen in like a couple of years. Too long. Way too long. Uh, met you through another magician friend of mine, right? And when you actually took a picture of us that we were still floating around, oh, I yeah. remember. <laughs> and you are, would you call yourself a miniaturist? Is that, is that, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. That's pretty cool. I was thinking about that on the way over. It's like, like, she makes miniatures. Is that a miniaturist? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, yeah. It's always hard to explain to people what it is that I do. I get some interesting looks. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I'll put the Instagram in the, in the links and stuff that people can check it out. But you have some of the most fascinating little scenarios and scenes set up in your Instagram and in your Facebook posts and stuff, which, you know, these tiny little, uh, well, it's dollhouse furniture. Yeah. Size stuff. and But you create these magnificent worlds, I would say, that feel, uh, because of the quality of your work, they feel real. Yeah. Except, you know, like I grew up in Canada. I don't know if Americans will relate to this, but like uh, Friendly Giant was a big uh, show in, in Canada. I think it's like a British show or something. Mm-hmm. But he would come in, uh, the giant, the so-called regular-sized person <laughs> who was playing a giant, would come in and then uh, you saw this little dollhouse castle as they panned in. Oh, cool. And it, the drawbridge came down and you went in and then there was like a little uh, these chairs high back chairs next to a fireplace oh cool you know and it was all that doll sized so cool. uh, furniture yeah, yeah and you would say a little chair to curl up and then there was all this little uh, verbiage that you used to introduce the show that's cool you can probably see it I'll probably put a link in the thing for uh, if I can find it on YouTube or something but that you know when I first saw your stuff uh, you were making tiny little books and uh, being a book lover myself, that sort of intrigued me because they were so photorealistic. Yeah, right. So maybe get into some of like, what, uh, I mean, when I first met you, you were already doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But go back even further than that and talk about like how you got into making tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny little worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first met you, I had just moved to New Orleans with right. my little business. Right. Um, I'd been living in New York for six years. I'd gone to school there for costume design. Right. And this had been kind of a side hustle, making miniatures and it was I guess it was appealing to me in grad school I, I went for design it was appealing because I could create these worlds mm-hmm. that were existing in my mind and imagination I could create them you know on my desktop right. with minimal material right. it didn't well, have to go budget. Right. yeah just a small budget it was more about you know finding garbage and finding a way to make it look ma- you know magic yeah. or look like something it wasn't so it's really it was I think a lot of it was about controlling the environment and sure. um you know, kind of economy of scale, being able to to realize some of these grander scenes that I had in my mind. Because when you when you're at that level in production mm-hmm. design, you don't have people coming to you and saying, "Oh, you know, Lauren, yeah. I have this million dollar <laughs> yeah. make the sense for the American Horror Story." Yeah, or something. nobody yeah. was knocking on the door. 
so this is a way of getting at that because the reality you have you know other student directors coming to you and they're like okay we're doing a civil war era battle right. to be all correct uniforms here's a budget of fifty dollars <laughs> you know by the way you have a cast you know five hundred yeah. people um, they're all gonna be the wildest body types you've yeah. ever seen like, I thought like people who want to do copywriting they're like yeah we we went to sales page and a landing page we went a bunch of emails and we have fifty dollars yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so makes the magic happen so anyway so there was just kind of like maybe it was like a channel for that frustration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I'll show you I'm gonna make something on my desk yeah um, yeah so I started doing it when I was um, let's see it was right before I started graduate school and it was okay. just a couple of odds and ends that I put on Etsy right. I think the first time I ever had any sales I was really surprised that there were people out there as weird as I right. am who <laughs> would be willing to pay money for yeah, these yeah people things. are scouring the internet for miniature stuff yeah like I was I was honestly really surprised yeah. and then I remember I went off to school and I was still kind of continuing it's just a little a little thing and um, I got a call from our local the Kalamazoo Michigan Gazette right. that's my hometown that's where you're from yeah. yeah and they were doing they were running a series on Etsy artists and they were like oh you know we'd like to do an article about you as part of our series and I was just like oh my gosh because when you make these things and you photograph them you put them online it feels kind of like you're putting it out into the void right and so again like when when somebody interacts with you yeah you're surprised yeah it's always kind of it's like oh that is that's part of the equation yeah so that was surprising and exciting and it was also kind of like why like who cares like Mm -hmm. why does anybody care about this (laughs) because I was just having so much fun staying up late nights you know just with my hot me and my hot glue gun yeah (laughs) just wielding just wielding and dealing with a hot glue gun that's awesome (laughs) so let's see and then and then like once I was in New York and I woke up and I had a couple messages from a couple Etsy customers and they were like hey congrats on the mention in the New York Times. And I was like, what mention in the New York Times? And after this had happened a couple mm, of times, after nice. I got a couple messages like this, I was like, okay, it's not just a crazy person. Like, right. There's something to it. And I was able to search, and, and I had just the briefest mention cool. in this article. Yeah. But it was so cool. In the New York Times? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I know. I know. So I guess... Was it a miniature article? Um, it was an article. <laughs> I think it was called A Hobby Best Kept Small. Oh. And it's about, I think this woman... I think I've seen that on your website or something. Yeah, like it's on my website um and this woman she was a new yorker had a really tiny apartment and was kind of like you know bemoaning the fact that she couldn't have her dream furniture in it so she got into so she bought like i think in a fit of frustrate frustration she bought like a miniature chaise or something on ebay oh yeah you know and set it up like i have my chaise yeah right and then it became like okay well this chaise needs a polar bear run So then, and before you know it, you have like yeah. a, a miniature castle taking over. Awesome. So she was just kind of writing, you know, laughingly about this hobby and how right. she got sucked into it. And she was listing, you know, different vendors and how weird it is that you could get miniature bars of soap and little Playboy magazines, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like anything you can think of, you know, in People a large scale. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, and what else? So yeah, so those were sort of big. And moments. you started going to like you started going to like conventions. And oh stuff yeah, so I right? yeah, and I haven't done that in a while. But I for a while I was really active on this circuit. There are these miniature shows where so this is like a whole like uh, a antiques roadshow, but miniature. Kind yeah, of thing. this whole niche that people are really into, and it seems to um, cross over generations. You know, like oh, nice. I so mean, it's handed down. Yeah, handed down. Like grandparents will buy dollhouses for their kids cool. or their grandkids, and and a lot of times I think what happens. 
with my female customers is that maybe they'll be really into the dollhouse when they're a kid right. and then they'll go through a phase where they're not into it right. and then they'll come back into it you know in their 30s they reconnect or I, I had this woman who came in today and she was saying that she bought a dollhouse for her daughter and she's like I'm the curator <laughs> so basically she's stolen the dollhouse that she purchased for her daughter from her that's daughter. awesome she's taking it over yeah yeah so yeah so um, but the conventions are really fun because yeah. it is a small you get to meet the people yeah and it's like you know it, there aren't too many people it's a small niche mm-hmm. um, and really no pun intended I was trying to figure out a way to say that that wasn't <laughs> punny um, but it, you, see, you see the same people at the shows yeah. like there's a really big one in Chicago okay. really big one in Philadelphia and you awesome. just it's like the same people you see yeah. you travel They tra- people travel from all over the world to come to so these like a rabid group of people yeah, who are really into yeah, it yeah yeah and my things are more modestly priced you know I make the tiny yeah. books um, but my first big show that I did we had our table across from um, the table of this artisan who makes miniature armoires mm. and furniture and the craftsmanship is just unreal wow. and they go for like $1,200 a desk wow. I mean it's more money than I've ever spent on wow. any piece of real furniture <laughs> but you're like oh like this it's is so cool, a thing yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're, you're doing it with minimal materials yeah. that doesn't it's just really the time yeah the time and the attention to detail. And the eyesight. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> I eyesight. have sharp eyes, eyes. Yeah, it's so cool when I, when I watch your posts and I see your, the, your tiny little books and you create these scenes that are just whimsical. And, and then you started, uh, and you'll know more about this than I do because I have sort of this one picture of how things went maybe and it's probably not accurate. But you started doing these like, uh, these mailing products where you are sending a series of things uh, I didn't even realize that was a thing until I saw you getting into it. Now I've sort of read a little bit about it and found out that there are people, several other companies. Yeah, that, do that are doing things. this. Yeah, you know where you sign up. I guess it's kind of a subscription or a yeah. membership, and then you get monthly or every couple weeks yeah. uh, boxes. And it's kind of a maybe talk about that because that's a fascinating aspect of this. I think. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, I mean, escape rooms. It's sort of like an escape room that okay. arrives to you. To your you house, know, right. right? Where you have this mystery and you're yeah, involved with escape it. rooms and stuff. Yeah, I worked for a while, in an escape right? room in New Orleans and I loved it. I had so much fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. all about um, like creating the puzzles and putting them on old hotel stationery. Right. You know, and I loved that. Like. Yeah, because you're like a real stickler for like authenticity and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, You have a real eye for that. Yeah, and you yeah. can, I mean, usually, I think what's, what I was thinking about this actually recently, the thing, you know, that's probably true of production design and miniatures mm-hmm. is, I think the real talent is like, you know, when you're making a miniature version of a, you know, historic, like an abandoned building sure. or whatever, I mean, you, it's almost like you're distilling down to the essence, like what are the parts of that that make right. it what it is, like the way the light falls just right. the way the grime has distributed throughout the Almost year. It's like a caricature of a person. You're sort of enhancing maybe yeah. just their nose and their chin right. and a few things yeah. that, that, that say it's them and you can instantly recognize Yeah, exactly. Them. And you're like, you're trying to figure out what those are because there is a language right. of that. And I think you know when you see it and it's successful and then I think you know when you see well, it and not. you're like, something was kind of off. And I and I really love to play this game where, and I'm trying to think of an example of like what I do it with, but like looking at really anything, like a okay. marketing... Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it's an advertisement sure. or if it's what, you know. Why is this working? Why is it not? Yeah, and looking at it and being like, okay, what is off? Like, yeah, it's what? like when you see CGI in a movie and it's like yeah. the light's not hitting things no. quite right and you're kind of like, yeah, I don't like right. that. Yeah, and, you, and it's funny because I couldn't necessarily replicate it. Right. You know, but you know. That you just know something. it's off your eyes and yeah. your brain and everything and just like, that's not real. Right. Yeah. So I like that challenge of like, you know, figuring out 
what yeah. like the kind of trying to boil down the what is of it. yeah what are those elements right and like what when you hold an old letter in your hand or an old mm-hmm. book page like what is it that like what are its characteristics yeah, what's experience yeah like how the texture right. maybe or the way the color I don't yeah. know so I, I think that's really fun yeah so the um, my uh, my most ex- like my most successful I would say my most popular okay. and I and honestly the one I'm most excited about was the Haunted Dollhouse series right. so that is um a series of five packages okay and you each week it's it takes place over like a, a month or two okay. or you can buy it all at once you can right. buy it all in one package right. um but how it works is that you receive these these packages and they're like chapters in the story okay so you open it and inside there are you know old letters old diary pages um you know like historical documents old newspapers okay. but then there are also the pieces of this dollhouse that you're assembling uh, and it's a, it's a miniature crime scene so all of these miniatures uh, so it's have, like a murder mystery combined yeah, with building a dollhouse yeah exactly and okay. you're reconstructing and it took place in the 1920s um and all the pieces of the dollhouse were created by this inmate at new orleans it's got a whole backstory to it yeah it's got a whole backstory um they they come from the new orleans it, um like insane asylum they've nice. been created by this inmate who is put in there for right. this really violent murder and she's telling her story through the miniatures and uh, you're trying to piece it together nice. and figure out like what's what and um so i've gotten great feedback on that oh, like and, and that i think amazing. like one of the testaments to mm-hmm. its success is that i look at where my traffic is coming from right. and it's like almost all word of mouth referrals That's i've great. done facebook advertising yeah. i do weekly newsletters you know right. i do a, a lot yeah. of instagram posts mm-hmm. and facebook i'm active on all social media right. platforms with the exception of twitter i don't really get yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'm, i like the visual and i just don't just haven't really right. i haven't exercised my twitter <laughs> muscles um but all the other avenues yeah. so i advertise through all of those different things right. um but the biggest like when i'm asking people how did you find me most more often than not it's from word of mouth Somebody told so, them. yes yeah, so that's a great compliment i feel like that you're that's not going to awesome. recommend something that you don't think is worth the value of the product yeah. One thing moving forward I would love to learn how to better harness is the power of that referral. Right. You know, like how do you maybe incentivize Incentivize people to talk about it? Or um, I haven't cracked that egg yet, but that's something to think about. Yeah, there's lots of good ways to get people to refer, uh, definitely. And that's that's such a cool uh, product to be involved with, I'm sure. It's really fun on my end, too. Where do you you start with, like, uh, obviously you you know you're going to make a dollhouse, let's say. Because this is kind of what you do, anyways. But then, do you come up with a story yourself? Do you research it? I mean, it's all from the New Orleans archives. Okay, so, but you, it's all true. so yeah, so you go in there and <laughs> I mean, like, the documents are waiting massage. For me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I love going to the archives. Yeah, I love to read. I love antique stores. Right. And I find so much inspiration in those places. Yeah. And my house is filled filled with weird antiques. Right. Um, right. So all that stuff really speaks to me. And I think one thing that's really interesting with history is how. Like, you're never going to know the full story. Mm-hmm. Like, there are always going to be holes. Right. You know, you're never going to know, like... Little open loops, yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Like, it's, it's like, the, you could just keep researching, and it just leads to more rabbit holes. Right. Like, it's it's so maddening. Yeah. You know, and so with um, the Haunted Dollhouse, part of what was fun about exploring that was... Um, you know, creating that from the other end, like you know, the allusions to maybe stories that played out in a different right. series of mysterious passages, right. which was kind of fun and weaving. That. And I have these documents on my um, computer that are just like timelines, you know, like because nice. I, I can't get the, I can't get the dates confused because yeah. I have people. 
who are scouring these Oh my gosh, things. they are scouring them for, yeah. uh, and I've got a couple of funny stories about that, but um, like people will tell me that when they play this game that they will have notebooks filled, they'll have, a, you know, pages so for each okay. character. Oh wow. So they can tell you when they were born and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I so gotta make sure I'm on my yeah, game. You gotta <laughs> bring your A game to this. I know, because I have, so one funny example, the very first mailing of the Haunted Dollhouse, okay. I guess you could call my beta testing, but it wasn't really a, um, I, I don't know that it was fair to call it Initial rollout, the soft yeah, initial rollout. Yeah. Um, so each character has its has their own handwriting, okay. like a very distinct handwriting. And there were two dots. So there are these. Okay. Two so what, uh, before you continue into the, uh, I gotta. Add, so are you handwriting all this stuff? Oh, um, well, I mean the characters, friends? of course. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and also with a little assistance of like you know free website. Files. Right. Um, and and you can find there are websites that are like specifically you know you can use them for commercial. Right. Some of, some are really expensive to download, yes. but you can find like free you know yeah, use free commercial fonts. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and that's really helpful. Um, but I, I one of the documents I mixed up one of the characters' hands right handwriting. Uh, okay. And so I had all these people. There's this gaming forum that was following, and it like threw everybody for a loop. It was like, I mean, like, does somebody else write this? Yeah, is like, this a forgery? It was a conspiracy. Or the, yeah. They were like, oh, but it's is it? Could it be? Is it this? Is it on purpose? Is it not on purpose? Yeah, and so yeah. you have to be so careful because you don't want to. And you were just like, I just screwed that up. I know. Well, so no, but you never say. <laughs> you never that. reveal. No. That's you, right. No, and, and this I think that's part of the fun too. too. You never reveal because no, they don't you, know what the ending's going to be. I, you know, and so you just say like, well, that's really mysterious. I'm not really sure. Yeah. What you know? I'm not really sure how that happened. Really, yeah. But you know, there might be saboteurs at work. Right. It could be a mix-up in the archives. It could be some strange forgery. You know? Well, I think this is a very interesting aspect of what you do because not only I think you know, obviously, as you're talking about, right, this very rich environments that you build and you scale out and 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 get the backstory to and all these characters, but you yourself are a character. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, drawing this along, you yeah, know? Uh, yeah. You're like a character, uh, you know, you, your own personality on steroids to some degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 1920 Yeah, <laughs> and so, which, again, you're playing a role to facilitate this. Yeah, so it's right. got the, it's all really these different fun. levels. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's like my life does mirror, I mean, in some ways it is really true to yeah. my life. In other ways, though, you know, I'm, I don't know, it's not. You know? Right. And so it's kind of funny, even myself kind of puzzling over yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, But I, I don't know. Because there's really a certain fun. way, like, you talk and right. certain, you know. Yeah, and you want it to be true. Yeah. Because it, it is an art as much as yeah, it, it's, it's a Yeah, it's the same way when I perform. It's right. like, it's a character perfection. wouldn't say it that way, you'd say it this right, way. Right, exactly. Like, you, know? you have very strong yeah. ideas about how um, these people should speak. or right. And sometimes, um, I keep hearing, I went to see George Saunders speak, um, mm. this author. Oh, my gosh. A couple weeks ago. Love him. Right, Did yeah. you go see it? I was there in the back. You were? Yeah, yeah. Oh no. I didn't. I didn't find. I, I didn't see you. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't find you. I didn't see oh, where you were. Oh lord. But. Okay, because I. That's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I walk about in a fugue state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I just in context. But like, for Lincoln and the Bardo, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that book. Oh yeah, so yeah. Great. Oh, it just was so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway, so a little <laughs> that was plug right for up George your alley. Saunders. Right up, yeah, I we'll plug him too. Yeah, absolutely. It was beautiful, but he. I think he was talking about. Oh gosh, and now I've completely lost my train of thought. Something about writing. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Okay, so I've heard this from George Saunders, and I've heard it from someone else that mm -hmm. when young writers are starting out, they're like imitating the people that they really like. Right. Maybe not even consciously, but maybe they really like Hemingway. So they feel like they have to write. They're like trying to emulate that style of writing. Yeah, and there's some very famous stories of uh, Hunter S. Thompson uh, copying out Hemingway books 
word for word. Interesting. Because you, you get that. And copywriting, yeah. actually, what they tell you to do is uh, there's some popular advice that you hand copy out sales letters and stuff. Oh, I believe that. To get that rhythm. That's powerful. And, and yeah. yeah. To sort of ingest yeah. that person's right. thinking and the right. way they've organized yeah. it and stuff. It's know. like sketching an object to yeah. understand it better. Because you might know, like, you know what a tree looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But until but you, do have you to really draw, know. You, yeah, yeah. You know, it forces you to observe and notice. And like you were saying about the design aspect of, like, what makes this thing. What, what you know represents this to us where we know it's that because yeah. of these certain factors right you right know, it has the same the same thing applies across the board but yeah continue yeah like how much could you strip away or edit and it's still the same right. you know? yeah because they publish whole like paragraphs like on Facebook you'll see us often they publish whole paragraphs where there's a, a bunch of typos or the words are backwards oh or something gosh. and yet your brain can <laughs> compute that yeah you know yeah. and you can read it and uh, so there's like something in there about yeah. like what your brain is doing and you know? what your brain assumes is there yeah it's like there's a you know there's a very famous sort of uh, I don't know scam I guess it is a scam but it, you know uh, there's a you can make a bike so a bicycle so that you have to ride it in the opposite way that you normally ride a bike so when you turn left it goes right and stuff like this right and these are famous like carnival carnival games that people will play you'll say you know I bet you can't ride this bike down around this pylon and you have to put 20 bucks up to win 100 or something you know? mm. and then nobody can do it mm. right unless you've actually practiced it religiously yeah. for many many weeks you can't actually ride a bike to do right. that because uh, your brain just won't function yeah, properly yeah that makes sense and it's hilarious to try people uh, to watch people try yeah <laughs> you can make a lot of money doing it but don't take don't take money <laughs> don't, yeah. you never heard it here <laughs> uh, but uh, what's interesting though is there I think there was a TED talk or something maybe a TEDx event where some guy had done this and then when he went back to ride he learned how to ride the, the weird bike when he went back to, le- to ride a regular bike, he couldn't anymore. Interesting. Because his brain had like shifted. It was very hard oh, to like. Weird. He couldn't go. It took back. a little while for him to get back. Yeah, your brain huh. had just changed in that's a way. Interesting. You know? uh-huh. But yeah, it's the same thing I think with uh, people writing and stuff. It's like yeah, you're imitating before you find your own. Yeah. Voice, right. And I think you know? it's really useful. And in magic, that's the, it's the same way too. People often take the routine straight out of the media that they learned it in, and they do it in that person's style. And with the advent of video. And uh, you can see it a lot more because you can say, oh, I know exactly what video that person was watching. Yeah, like, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Weird. Yeah. That's interesting. Funny. So going forward, you got into you got this subscription things now. Now, is it just the Haunted Dollhouse? Do you um, have multiple so ones? The Haunted Dollhouse is the one that is both artifact and document-based. Mm. So it's um, more expensive than my monthly subscription, right. um, but you get a lot more. You know, at the end, you have this little dollhouse that, with their right. furniture. There's furniture and artifacts inside of it. Um, and then the other monthly subscription that I do along those same lines is called Letters from Dead People, right. where right. Um, the first year has been exploring. It's basically you're getting documents from this case file okay. on this woman who moves, who appears in New Orleans in the 1920s, claiming okay. to be a spirit writer, a spiritualist, yeah. you know, a medium. Yeah, um, claims to communicate with the dead right. and so um, so you're sorting through all these documents surrounding her appearance and then her subsequent disappearance mm. and she's challenged by Houdini oh wow um, oh, very so cool. I mean it's, it's it's big league yeah yeah this is the big time here yeah <laughs> 
Um, so I. He was a famous debunker. Of yeah, and, and stuff, I love yeah. that story about Houdini. Mm-hmm. How he and Houdini like fervently wanted to believe that yeah. there was truth to yeah, these. Yeah, and I had friends that did and stuff, and, and, uh, yeah, and even people like, like Conan Doyle and stuff. Yeah, like right. How interesting. With the fairies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, there's this famous story about um, she was. I think she was like the blonde witch of Lime Street or something. Okay something Crandon anyway this kind of this like famous antagonism between Houdini and this spiritualist and she had pulled the wool over like members of the scientific American panel of scientists who had been sent to debunk her and it was because purportedly she would often perform in the nude like she was this you know famously beautiful woman yeah misdirection (laughs) like classic misdirection (laughs) um but the Scientific American uh, magazine, mm-hmm. and I think this still stands to this day, offers a reward, a cash reward, mm. for anyone who can prove under you know scientific yeah. scrutiny, beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. It, you know, this was the James Randi prize that they were offering. Yeah. For, for oh, you're right. Right. Yes, yeah. Right. Um, and nobody has claimed it. Right. And there are a number of prizes like this. Like if you go on Wikipedia, it's a yeah. list of prizes yeah. offered to people, you yeah. know, per, su- supposed psychics. Yeah, millions of dollars. Uh, uh, unclaimed. Yeah, unclaimed. All unclaimed. Was... Yeah. And I think Houdini was really disgusted by the exploit- exploitative aspect Nature of, of it. Yeah, because they're taking advantage of people at their weakest moments. Yeah. It's this most Often. vulnerable human moment, you know, yeah. where maybe you've lost, you've lost a family member and you are looking for some hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know that Houdini felt really passionately about this and was so infuriated infuriated with his, you know, colleagues on the Scientific Couldn't American panel who were, like, prepared to get rid of them. They were, like, ready to hand over the money. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> so, but it's this great story. Yeah. It's definitely worth looking up. And that, that was a big inspiration for, you know, my own the story set in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so that... So the first year is actually about to draw to a close. Okay. But the entire case file will be available on my website and on Etsy. Wow. Um, so you can, awesome. you know, get all 12 yeah. months. And then after that, it's going to shift into a slightly different format where okay. it's um, going to be more featuring like actual letters okay. from dead famous people. Like, okay. you know, you every month you're going to get a, one month you'll get a letter from Abraham Lincoln. Okay. A real, true, verifiable right. primary historical document, nice. you know, That's replicated so cool. yeah. like in yeah. pretty font on, yeah, yeah. you know, some cool parchment paper or whatever. But it's going to oh, shift awesome. to a more historical, less story right. telling, more, I mean, a different kind of storytelling, yeah. you know, because that's yeah. still a really can be a beautiful window into Absolutely. a different time. Um, so that's so that's um, that's the other you know aspect, yeah. the other subscription that I work on. And I when I started that, um, that was yeah that was last year. It would have been in June, and so now yeah we're coming up on a year. And I I do that through Crate Joy. I did have okay. like the PayPal reoccurring payment set right, up, right, right. but it was a hot mess to yeah, deal with. It was not right. useful. I mean I think for some things it would be, but not yeah. for physical fulfillment. Yeah, it was no it's good. Tough. Yeah. So I'm like I'm and now that it's gotten bigger and I have all these subscribers I just need right. to streamline it and create joy until I can get my own website right. it's really it's yeah. know, it's been useful and That's they're awesome. great at responding create joy has um, great customer service yeah they've got good customer service and um, it's nice because it shows me exactly what I need to ship and it's, so it's good for like a small yeah. mid-level subscription I'm right. still a small yeah, level yeah. subscription but it's it's good it's a useful tool yeah. um, and you have to pay you know they obviously they get a cut yeah. but 
That's cool. Um, to get your toe in the game, it's, it's. So what's a typical day for you like? Like when you got these things rolling, like a. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. I would say there's not really a typical day. Okay. And my life is in flux kind of right now because I just moved my studio. Right. I, I'm we're sitting in. We're in a normal space. Studio. We're in normal a normal size space. space. I'm not in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working out of my home right. and then out of the back of this beautiful magical vintage clothing store called Century Girl right. on Magazine Street in New Orleans. Right. Um, love it and love the. Great. It's a great place. I just needed a little more room. And um, so I moved all of my materials, my making materials, my shipping materials. Everything is now in this one room. Right. And I'm going to give... Um, I'm gonna give a try, uh, like at having more of a normal schedule, like quote unquote normal, like showing up, having hours, yeah. you know, from dot to dot. You're gonna have kind of a retail store. Here. Yeah, and I'm gonna have a little retail section where people can come and visit me, and um, also I'll do all my online fulfillment here, and then have like mm. you know a small little showroom space. But I'm so curious. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be a fun experiment, and it, honestly, it just kind of I put out to the universe that I was looking for a place like this, right? And eventually, the universe came through as it yeah. does, and it's perfect. It's within walking distance in my house it, like the lighting is really good I mean it's really I'm really excited to be yeah. here I mean and I should say I'm in the back of um, this candy shop right. La Riviere right candy yeah. shop all French candy um, amazing candy imports. we just had some here we just <laughs> yeah we were just munching on the it lovely before. yeah yeah and they're gonna be changing their name to I think Le Petit Parisian Market Ooh. so if you look up La Riviere depending on when you come to New Orleans right. it might might be changed so right. you know in that case look for Le Petit Parisian Market cool. um, it's a beautiful space though I'm excited to be here <laughs> now if people want to go uh, learn more about you and uh, go to your uh, social media and stuff of course we'll, we'll include the links but what are some of the websites they should be checking out if they're interested yeah. in your so, products um, my website which sort of forms the umbrella for everything mm -hmm. like it's the launch pad you can go find my Etsy and you can find the subscription links and right. you know the um, press whatever if whatever you are interested in um, or you can give me your email address and we're all exactly. the above things <laughs> exactly <laughs> my little pop up box is <laughs> www.ladydelaney com. Okay. So that's kind of that's the umbrella. Right. Um, through that's which all the veins. Spell just how it sounds too. Yeah. 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 That's great. Well, it's been great talking to you. Thanks I so mean, much. It's so excited. <laughs> Thanks I mean, for having me. Good to see you again, of course, I after know. a couple of years. And, yeah, it's been uh, too long. You got an amazing place here. If you people listen to this eventually they'll they'll uh, come down here and you'll have yeah. your store come visit me yeah, yeah. And in a the great candy, candy store yeah yeah right in front of it I hope so, so. That's can't awesome. help but uh, get some good stuff oh, that's awesome awesome well thank, thank you thank you so much yeah. it it's really awesome fun. i'm fine glad we finally got to do it <laughs> yes yes <laughs> there is one simple question that will determine the success of your business in fact at a recent meetup i attended not one in 16 business owners had an exact answer What's even worse is that almost none of them had any answer at all. If you're interested in that question and you want to find a simple answer that will ultimately determine the future success of your business, you need to go over to MakeWordsPay.com and sign up right now. You will immediately start getting business building emails that not only show you the simple question and how to get the answer, but will also show you how to leverage that answer to radically grow your business in a matter of a few short weeks. Just go over to MakeWordsPay.com and sign up right now. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. 
Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Oh,